0: This is the first Sunday of Advent, and you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord, and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. With you. A Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world. For the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times, and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent, and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. you. So here we are, the first Sunday of Advent, time of preparation for the celebration of Christmas. And so the rituals begin, and for many, they have already begun. My niece teases me every year about shopping. I don't shop. She learned from the best, my mother and my sister, how to shop. And so Thanksgiving time, she always makes contact with me about, did I begin my shopping? So the other day she texted me about, was I ready to shop on Black Friday? I texted her back saying, if you were a real shopper, you would know that in many of the stores, Black Friday started the beginning of November. And so the race was on. She says to me every year, why do you always have the 8 o'clock mass the day after Thanksgiving? You could be going to lots of stores. And then she says, you know, you could be back for eight o'clock mass and still have gotten a lot of shopping done. (laughs) We race around preparing the rituals. And what do they all mean? What's real? How many of you remember... The aluminum Christmas trees from the 1960s. Good, put your hands up. Let's see how many are old enough to remember that. Yeah. So we as kids loved real trees. My father would say, you can spend $4 on a Christmas tree. Remember that? You could get a pretty nice tree for $4. So we would go sometimes with my mother because my dad worked two jobs and we would say mom if we give you eat if we each give you a dollar could we get that big christmas tree we loved real trees big trees well then suddenly came the aluminum christmas trees my father hated putting up the tree every year so he was trying to sell us these aluminum christmas trees look how pretty they are and so we reluctantly gave in not because we wanted to but because my father was the authority figure and we had this aluminum christmas tree in our house always remember it had green christmas balls and remember the light with the different colors that would go around yeah 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 and so when he first put it up and put the light on we were all like oh, wow But by the time Christmas Day came, we hated it. We hated that tree. It wasn't real. So we put up with it because we were the subjects, not the authority. But we moaned and griped enough that the tree only lasted for a few years. And then we got a real tree again, Uh, much to my father's chagrin. But then we thought, now it's real. My brothers and sisters, you'll rush around shopping to make sure you get just the right presents. And you'll think that's more meaningful because you got what they want. There will be a smile on the face on Christmas morning. You'll go out and get the best Christmas tree and make sure it's real so it gives true meaning. And then on January 2nd, the gifts will be put away and the trees will be on the curb and you'll be the same person you were today, unless you make Christmas real. In the first reading today from Jeremiah, Jeremiah is telling them that God's going to fulfill his promise. God's going to send the Savior. In the Old Testament, there were many prophecies about the salvation that would come. Judah and Jerusalem had given up their religious practices to be accepted by the secular world, the pressures that were being put upon them. And because they gave up their religious practices, the secular world took over, and they found themselves captives of Assyria. And so they were slaves. They were not free. And now they were suffering. And they prayed that the salvation would come that God promised. They thought the salvation would be military victory. That they would be freed and they would have their land back and everything would be wonderful. But God's salvation came in the person of Jesus who would bring hope and grace and strength, and not necessarily military might. How do we make Christmas real? I'd like to say this year, look at yourself. Look at the person you are. We know looking out in that world how much we need a savior. Terrorism, hatred, uh, prejudice, political correctness, all of those things hurt us. Our children dying from overdoses, pornography taking over the world, A lack of sense of the presence of God because that's not part of the secular world. And so many of us, we cling to certain religious practices. But religion without genuine faith means nothing. You're here today, hopefully, because you are open to God transforming you. But in order for God to transform you, you have to participate. So look at yourself as a person. The salvation that is to come will not bring military might and a transformation of the world without transforming the people in it, one by one. I always say people stop going to church, praying, and recognizing the presence of God because there's no more sin. Everything is justified. So, if there's no sin, why do we need a Savior? And yet we see the pain and suffering the world is going through because of lack of the sense of right and wrong. So, how do we change that? By changing ourselves. So I challenge you to take a good, honest look at yourself. First of all, see the good that's there because God created you and God doesn't create junk. And so there's goodness in you. Think of the good that you do and give thanks to God for the grace he gives you. And the desire to cooperate with that grace to bring goodness to the world. Because that's how we do good, only with God's help and grace. We cooperate with it. And then look at those things in yourself that need a savior, those things that need to change. Look honestly at yourself, challenge your beliefs. Challenge your way of living. We're all selfish in certain ways. We're all mean in certain ways. We're all prejudiced in certain ways. We're all self centered in certain ways. Poor me. He died on that cross for you and me. So we have no right to be self centered. So we suffer. Well, he suffered first. That's the salvation that came. If we look at ourselves honestly, and if we invite this Savior, Jesus, whose birth we're going to celebrate with all kinds of presents and decorations, if we celebrate it properly, then we look at what he came for, to transform us into the people God created us to be we will bring peace to the world each one of us he will give us the grace and strength to face the evil that is part of this world and to have strength you ever look at people who suffer a great deal and yet they stand strong we wonder how do they do it because they've opened themselves up To knowing they need a savior. And they've invited him into their lives. What does Jesus bring as savior? The gifts we want for Christmas? The lack of evil in the world that we'd like to see? The transformation of the people we don't like? The peace that we yearn for so that we feel safe? No. Because we human beings bring all that evil to the world. He brings those of us who believe in him and invite his salvation into our lives. A transformation that gives us grace and strength to rise above the evil and to shed light on the darkness of the world that man and women create. That's salvation. And if we take these weeks of Advent to look at ourselves honestly and to invite the Savior into the places we need him most in our personal lives, then January 2nd, you won't be the same person you are today. And Christmas will have been real. It will have made a definite impact on you. And you will realize you have truly celebrated salvation.